This is the 409th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and we're going to discuss the upcoming game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Friday night at 7.30 at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Falcons are going to play their starters in what used to be known as the dress rehearsal game for the exhibition season. Probably not going to play long, so you want to be there early, but we are going to see B. John Robinson, Desmond Ritter, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Jake Matthews, and the rest of the starters along the Falcons offense and the defense also will start their main players, including Grady Jarrett, Newcomers Calais Campbell and Daniel Yamata, Caden Ellis, and also we'll be watching second-year linebacker Troy Anderson. If you are listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we're going to get you ready for the upcoming exhibition game against the Cincinnati Bengals, who reached the AFC Championship game last year, losing 23-20 to to the eventual Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. So the Bengals will come in here a little ticked off because they uh, lost 36-19 in their opener against the uh, Green Bay Packers. So that might have been their backup. So we'll see. And, of course, Joe Burrow's out with the injury, so we won't see the full Bengal uh, crew. But they are the AFC semi-finalists you know, or second runner-up <laughs> to the Chiefs who went on to win the Super Bowl. But here is that coach – Arthur Smith on Monday's practice and how things got started this week here for the Atlanta Falcons. It was good. You know, it's um, come off, you know, as you get into this this week, you know, kind of downward slope of camp, I guess. But uh, we need the work. You know, everybody's obviously sore and you're trying to get a lot of good work in. Um, you know, a few guys, a little bit of a stomach bug kind of going around. So, um, you know, guys that were make sure we're taking care of them and all stuff. But it was it was good practice overall. Well, all right, the Falcons are getting ready to play 
The Cincinnati Bengals on Friday night, uh, 1-0 after beating the Dolphins. So on Tuesday, we had a chance to catch up with Falcons defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen. And uh, I asked how excited is he how excited he is about seeing the new starters on the field on Friday. Very excited about uh, seeing these guys. Um, you know, first time out all together. Um, you know, not sure how many snaps they'll get, but they'll get some playing time. And excited to go out there and uh, focus on our execution and, and playing football, tackling. Hopefully, we get some takeaways and just keep. Keep taking a step, get one one step better defensively. And the five sacks in the Miami game, how uh, gratifying was that? And uh, could you discuss Evacati's spin mode? Yeah, so you know you get five, you want six, right? And so there's always always more. And so we just push the guys on. Hey, let's get another one because there was other opportunities. Um, and uh, you know Evacati, you know, great way to finish the game. Really good rush. Great job getting the ball out. Um, you know, so you, you want your guys to have, make some plays like that, take the ball away, some strip sacks. I mean, that's rushing the passer. I mean, that's that's the ultimate, right? And so it was really good to see him do that. Well, all right, that's Coach Nielsen. He had five sacks, and uh, I was chatting with um, one of the sacks was was credited Cliff Chapman, but we believe that was uh, Breon Borders' sack. We're checking that. Uh, Coach Smith checking the film for me on that. The official game book had Chapman down, and he, he kind of gave me a little hint that uh, Ebba Katie should have had three, two other sacks in that game. He was close on a couple others, so they're trying to bring him along as a pass rusher. If they can get him there, that will definitely help the defense. We know the Falcons' history, uh, recent history of getting to the quarterback, of not getting to the quarterback, and so we don't need to review that here today. But new safety Jesse Bates, he'll see his old team, the Cincinnati Bengals. He signed here for four years for $64.02 million. Uh, he was told, or uh, he told me that, you know, what was some of the biggest things that changed and turned the Bengals into contenders. Because when he's there, they were in last place with Mar Marvin Lewis's last year and last place the first two years of Zach Taylor. And then in the third year, Coach Zach Taylor, the Bengals took off and went to the Super Bowl. Here's what Jesse Bates had to say about uh, what the Falcons are building here in Flowery Branch. The mentality uh, was the biggest thing, uh, was, you know, as a defense, we thought we were the best defense in the league. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what, you know, reporters wrote or uh, what power rankings came out, who mm -hmm. had the best secondary, uh, the guys in the room, we believed in, you know, our mm -hmm. coaches. Mm -hmm. um, we were very detailed and we knew exactly what to do, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether that was on first and second down, third down, and, you know, critical situations in the red zone. I thought that we were really good in the, in the details. So um, that's what we're building here, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that um, there's not a bunch of star guys all over the field mm -hmm. on our defense, but we're going to be a very smart team, very aggressive as well, um, and a team that plays for one another. So uh, I think that's going to be special. That's how you build something special. Well, no doubt Jesse Bates was knows that. He was there from the beginning, took his um, one of the veterans' jobs, George Ioka's job as a rookie, and it, Played for four years there and came to the Atlanta Falcons after his fifth, playing last year on the franchise tag. So one of the big exciting uh, debuts on Friday night would be running back Bijan Robinson. He didn't play last week, and we discussed with him how Bijan uh, was watching the first game and what's that going to mean when he has a chance to play on Friday. For me as a competitor, like you know, you always want to be out there to to help your team, and then I mean it just. 
maybe you know ready to go for this week um, because you know if, if you're a football player, if you're a better, you always want to go on the field and and do as much as you can and show out and show out for for yourself for your teammates. So you know, but I think that just me still learning and understanding you know the speed of that game and what to expect for this game coming up. I think it was good for me to to, to see that. Well, yeah, we got a story coming. It'll be posted on AJC.com. Bijan went to the Beyonce concert, and uh, now he's going to make his debut at the uh, Mercedes-Benz later this week. Also, quarterback Desmond Ritter, he played four games last year, was 2-0 and at the uh, Benz, and he's going to uh, come into this season as the unquestioned starter at quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Here's QB Desmond Ritter on what he wants to accomplish on Friday. I mean, you know, for me, I feel like mentally, you know, I had a good point. Obviously, physically, you know, you can't tell where you're at until you get in there against a lot of bullets. Um, but for me, it's just going about the, going out there. Um, great execution in and out of the huddle, clean play calls. Um, and, you know, and, and the ultimate goal, just moving the ball forward. Um, you know, not seeing any negative plays. You know, that could be even just mental, mental negative plays. Um, and then obviously your physical negative plays, your interceptions, fumbles, whatever it may be. Um, so just making sure that, you know, not only myself, but the entire offense as a whole is playing clean. Well, there he is. That's quarterback Desmond Ritter. He'll be uh, starting on Friday night against the Bengals. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze, Tropical Beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. We're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, getting you ready for the Falcons' exhibition season opener against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast again that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast so you always know what's really going on we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast right outside of the media room. We're outside of the entrance where uh, you go inside to the media room. The uh, So you're hearing a little wind, a little golf cart action. Our normal um, podcast room is being used by uh, some visitors. They got a, a whole class in there from, uh, I should have got what university they were from, but uh, they're taking that, so this is backup spot. So we get a little football atmosphere in the background as uh, the day's over for practice. But you know the building still kind of churns along. The uh, coaches are upstairs reviewing the practices. The players are, uh, had a 1:30 meeting. Saw AJ Terrell going into his meeting. Uh, so that's where we're at here at Flowery Branch at the media check-in desk. 
doing the Bowtie Chronicles podcast today, this afternoon. So we're going to get to a few other uh, items from the coach and B. John Robinson. Then we're going to wrap up with our injury report here on uh, what the status of the team and and so forth with a couple of uh, couple news items that uh, have been in the AJC.com. But let's talk to Coach Arthur Smith on the signing of Bless Austin. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you got 90 guys, and thankfully we don't have to make any moves. You know, it's different this year. You know, we can carry 90 all the way through and gives guys great opportunities. You know, so sometimes it's unfortunate when somebody may get injured, but it, and then there's an opportunity for another guy like Bless who's been in the league. He, you know, came in here and worked out, tried out in a, in a mini camp, and uh, we have some crossover with him, a certain couple of our coaches, and a guy like that's thankful to be here, just like Godwin, you know, when he got in here, and, and I'm excited to see him compete. Yeah, no doubt. He's 27. The Falcons been nicked up at cornerback, and we'll go over that in the uh, in the end with our notes. But you know, Akunda's down. Mikey Hughes has uh, got a um, soft tissue injury. We, I think that's a hamstring. Cornell Armstrong's also down. Clark Phillips just came back, so the cornerback room was getting a little thin. So they signed Bless. Now Arthur Smith also discussed. Um, Jalen Mayfield getting some work at left tackle. Here's what he had to say about that. I mean, we're a couple weeks from the regular season, and somebody needs to take that swing tackle spot. So there's a lot of ways you can logistically do it. And I think Jalen, he's had some good days at right tackle, but if, if you're going to be the third tackle, you know, now you're getting into this, like, you, gotta, you have to have these contingency plans. Um, you hope, like hell, you have the same five, but that's usually not the reality. And you have eight up on game day, and, you know, that is where, in other words, another thing that's changed is you can dress a backup center only, but then you have to have a backup guard. That guard maybe you know could flip out the tackle, but it gives you a little more flexibility. In a day, everybody in this league is looking for tackles and a third tackle, so it's an opportunity for Jalen to go over there and see if he can play that other side as well. Jalen Mayfield started 16 games as a rookie at left guard. Uh, the line's gotten better. Now he's fighting for a spot on the roster as the backup swing tackle. That means you got to be able to go in on the left and the right side in a pinch. Fortunately for the Falcons, nobody's had to go in the left side for the last 10 years. Uh, Jake Matthews has got a streak going over there. But, hey, you got to be ready just in case. And then Caleb McGarry's your right tackle. Now, you know, we know about the uh, running back controversy, uh, allegations of collusion. Uh, you know, we, we just heard Marcus Allen mention that about the Josh uh, Jacobs situation in Las Vegas. We just saw Dalvin Cook sign yesterday. And Zeke Elliott, they got a little bit more than I thought. You know, Zeke got a deal that was about eight. You know, uh, with incentives, he can get to eight. And then Dalvin got about eight, got seven guaranteed. But the highest paid running back in the league right now is B. John Robinson at 13. And, um, you know, he he's, you know, as a rookie, he's got his head down. He's trying to make the team. He really didn't take the issue head on. But uh, we did ask him about uh, the, the value of running backs. And that's going to be important for him down the road. It's not his fight right now. It's kind of. Uh, his position, well, he didn't say that was his position, but let's let it, let me let you hear from him, and you try to characterize where it is. He he's trying to you know kind of walk a fine line here. Here's Bijan Robinson on all the talk about the value of running backs. For me, I'm I'm still a young guy. Like I, I just got in the league, and you know I, I want to 
you know, as much as I want to say, I really don't know how to, how to say it because, you know, I'm so focused on how I need to help this team and how I need to, you know, do what I have to do. Um, but I would say for me, it's just super early because, you know, in my draft process, like, that was another big talk on, you know, where should you take running backs, where, how high, how, how this, how that. And I just try to stay out of it because I know that, you know, there's, there's so many opinions out there. And, you know, hopefully, you know, it, it can be it can be a change one day. But for me, I'm just trying to stay um, where my feet are and, and understand that, you know, maybe one day we, we can be the change and uh, that. But for right now, it's just trying to stay focused and what I got to do. Well, there you have it. That's B. John discussing the running back situation. He knows it's going to be an issue for him down the road. He talked about his draft status and how his process was, you know, how high to draft a running back. So, you know, I'm sure as he matures and, and gets his feet in the on the ground in the league, he'll have uh, some more thoughts on those. And I know it's uh, Agent Nicole, you know, up at Clutch Sports, I believe, is the firm. But uh, they'll, they'll be well... Um, you know, well grounded in that as we move forward. Now, um, M- Michael Walker was released two days ago, and um, we t- discussed that with Coach, and he uh, was claimed by the Bears on waiver, started 12 games, and he was like, you know, he thanked them for being here and all that. And I, I asked Coach, hey, was it a simple matter of a scheme changing and him not fitting? Because they tried him at outside linebacker and then played him 24 snaps at inside linebacker against the Dolphins. And, um, you know, saw enough to that he was waived two days later. So uh, he's uh, going to be, uh, he's one of the last of the Quinn Dimitrov draftees. And uh, he'll be, they may play the Bears on, if he makes the Bears, the Bears and the Falcons play on December the 31st. Uh, latest news, injury news, Adi Agundaje suffered a ankle foot injury. They're getting a second opinion. That's usually not good. I didn't see the injury, so I, don't, I can't characterize how bad it was. But we did see a parent, player getting helped off by a big guy, by trainers uh, later today when we were doing interviews. We'll try to find out who that was, or maybe it was a heat thing. Uh, Corderell Patterson hasn't been at practice, and... Uh, you know, uh, if it's a reoccurring thing, he's 32, he's getting older. But uh, we'll stay on top of that. Mike Hughes, again, he uh, soft tissue slash hamstring injury against the Dolphins. And, you know, uh, Cornell Armstrong also um, has soft tissue. We're going to just call them hamstrings for now. Uh, because uh, wide receiver Frank Darby was waived. He should be clearing today. If he clears, he'll revert to the injured reserve. Uh, and Darby was a hamstring strain also. A hamstrings like calf deal for him. And then Chris Blair was waived off of the uh, in, injured reserve list. XFL wide receiver from Alcorn State. Now he's a free agent. And then a big one here, Drew Dahlman had missed a couple days. He was back. Coaches kept saying he was sick. He had some sickness. Uh, I thought he said something else, <laughs> but uh, he was back today. But uh, Ryan Newzell took over at center for him uh, the last couple of days to give him a break. And uh, we talked to Ryan after practice today. We'll have a story on him in the next day or so. Kind of a, a good little cute little tale with Michael uh, Irvin uh, in a playoff game in uh, Florida. Michael Irvin's son was on the team 
that was playing uh, against Nuzo, who was a tight end at the time, being checked by Asante Samuel, Samuel Jr. But uh, we'll get to that here uh, later in the week as we get ready for the Falcons and the Bengals. It's going to be, uh, you know, the Bengals, uh, I haven't studied on who they're going to play. I know Joe's hurt. Joe Burrow's hurt, but uh, that's still uh, a good test for the Falcons, an AFC playoff team, second one in a row. The Dolphins were a playoff team last year, lost in the wild card to the Buffalo Bills, 34-31, and then they'll get another AFC playoff team here uh, in the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, then close out the exhibition season with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the quarterback they passed on, maybe, Kenny Pickett, if he comes into play. So we're going to get on out of here. The Falcons are uh, moving, lurching forward towards that regular season opener. September 10th against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers didn't look too good in their exhibition game. The Saints came back and won late. And I don't know what happened with the Bucks, But uh, nobody's really worrying about them too much this year. But with that, we're going to take ask you to take care of yourself and have a great rest of the week. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.